This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by BHP. Reducing greenhouse gas emissions in the production of copper is critical. That's why BHP has committed to solar, wind and battery agreements to help power their copper mine at Olympic Dam in South Australia. It's happening now at BHP. Visit bhp.com critical to find out more. Donald Trump has been charged with serious offences related to a plot to overturn the 2020 election, which he lost to Joe Biden, and hold on to the presidency. It is Trump's third indictment, something that hadn't happened even once before Trump. So in this Squish Shortcut, we're going to talk about what these new charges are and why they're so important, and we'll cover what might happen next. Squish Shortcuts is the backstory to the big news stories. I'm Alex Ty. And I'm Claire Kimball. Claire, this is Trump's third criminal indictment this year. And even though these charges are the most serious and consequential, the indictment felt like less of a moment. Yeah, it's really weird times, isn't it, when the bringing of criminal charges against a former US president can start to feel routine. But (laughs) that's Donald Trump for you. Uh, And yes, these are big charges. And even though there has been constant talk of Trump's legal troubles this year, these are a set that are worth paying attention to. So let's get Squizzes revved up about this. We'll show you why the indictment is a big one. And Claire, let's start with the indictment document itself. It's 45 pages. It's written by the special prosecutor, Jack Smith. And I think we should start by going through the story that this document tells. Okay, that sounds like a plan. Right. So the story begins after the 2020 election, the race against Joe Biden and Donald Trump, which Trump lost. Yeah, and the indictment document actually goes out of its way to say that it's okay for Trump to contest that election loss, that it's even okay for him to lie about the election loss. But what he wasn't allowed to do was to try to change the election results by illegal means. One way that he's alleged to have done that was by zeroing in on the swing states that decided the election. And how he did this change from state to state, but the allegation is that Trump and his legal team concocted claims of voter fraud and then tried to use those stories to get officials in those states to reverse the election result. So maybe an example will help here. Georgia is a swing state that Trump narrowly lost, but he and his team made claims that, for example, 10,000 dead people had voted in Georgia and that a company which made electronic voting machines for the state had rigged them in favour of Joe Biden and the Democrats. And that's something that Team Trump talked a lot about after the election. And then there's a famous call with the Secretary of State in Georgia, Brad Raffensperger, Mm. uh, which was recorded and leaked to the media. And during that call, Trump repeated the claims and then asked Raffensperger, uh, a fellow Republican, to find him 11,780 votes, which is what Trump needed to win the state. So that is the kind of thing that the prosecution in this indictment says was illegal. 
And based on this alleged behavior across a number of states, Trump has been charged with conspiracy to defraud the United States and conspiracy to violate the civil rights of people to have their votes legitimately counted. But Claire, that is not all in the indictment. No, there are also two charges that relate to January the 6th, 2021. That's the day that the federal government officially received and locked in all of those votes from around the country. Uh, And it's the day, of course, that Trump supporters stormed the Capitol building. Uh, Trump has been charged with obstructing those proceedings uh, and also a conspiracy to obstruct those proceedings uh, for his part in trying to stop Congress from officially declaring Joe Biden the winner and the next president. Trump disagrees with the indictment, of course. He has pleaded not guilty on all of those charges. We don't know what his legal defence is yet, but there has been a lot said about the difficulty the prosecution will have in proving the charges. Yeah, and that all comes down to what he believed to be true. Uh, A lot has been said about Trump actually believing that the election was stolen from him. So the prosecution has to prove that he knew that that wasn't the case and that he set out to undermine the process regardless. So that is the latest on the new big case. But with Trump the frontrunner for the Republican nomination for president at next year's election, let's check in on the other legal claims against him. Before we get into what might be in the news next week, a message from our podcast advertiser, BHP. This week, they're keen to share with Squizzers how the resources they mine are key to the energy transition to renewable energy. Yeah, we often hear about the push towards renewable energy, but what doesn't get as much attention is the role resources play in making that transition possible. Take steel, for instance. It's a key material used in the construction of renewable energy infrastructure, as well as in bridges, transportation, hospitals and schools. And a big part of it comes from iron ore. BHP says the importance of responsibly produced Australian iron ore is clear. And by that, they mean reducing the greenhouse gas emissions associated with iron ore production. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power their port facilities at Port Hedland. It's happening now at BHP. And if you want to learn more, visit bhp.com forward slash critical. You'll find that link in your episode notes. Okay, Claire, let's take stock. How many criminal charges have been levelled against Trump so far? So far, there's those four charges of this election interference case, uh, and that brings him up to 78 Hmm. criminal charges across three cases. Many of these charges come from the previous two indictments. The first was the case in New York that related to incorrect business filings and election funding declarations after Trump tried to cover up an affair before the 2016 election, allegedly. Yep, that was that first one brought by the state of New York. Mm. The second is a federal case. It has to do with hanging on to classified documents at his Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida after he left office. That's a big no-no, particularly after he told authorities that he didn't have them. Mm. Uh, Trump is also being investigated by the state of Georgia for that alleged election interference that you talked about earlier, Alex. So Mm. there could be new state criminal charges to come. Worth noting, though, Claire, even without that case from Georgia, Trump is already having scheduling complications from getting all of these cases to court. 
And we've talked about the latest case being the most serious when it comes to Trump's relationship with democracy. So the prosecutor says he wants a speedy trial in that case so that America and Trump aren't in limbo waiting for an outcome. Yeah, and the pundits reckon that Trump and his team will actually want to drag out that case until after the 2024 presidential election. And that's for political reasons. There's a theory that Trump being charged is likely to make him appeal to voters, particularly his really hardcore support base uh, in that election, which, mm. as we know now, he is the front runner and is likely to be running in a rematch with Joe Biden. There is also, I guess what you could call a legal strategy. Trump's team believes that if he does actually get elected as president again, he will be able to make these criminal charges go away. But Claire, one question that is being asked is whether Trump can even run for president with these charges against him and whether he could be president if he were convicted. Yeah, and the short answer, although it's not this simple, but the short answer is yes, he can. Mm. Uh, If he's convicted before the election, he might not be able to vote. Uh, But there's nothing in the US Constitution that says that Trump can't be president if he has a criminal record. And it would even be possible for him to be elected president if he were in jail. There's nothing in the Constitution against that either. But Claire, we should say this is an unprecedented situation that we're talking about. Yep. As so many things with Donald Trump, we're in completely uncharted waters. Can't wait to see how this all plays out over the coming year. Now on to our recommendations. Each week, we give you some recommendations for some further reading, watching, or listening. And the US website Politico has a website that is tracking all of the different criminal cases against Trump. It is very helpful for getting an overview of those cases. Yeah, there's so many cases to stay on top of. Mm. Um, Also for a good podcast about the 2024 election race, uh, the run-up from the New York Times is a really good one. They're not publishing right at the moment, but there's a good back catalogue to get on top of. Uh, And when it does come on for this latest campaign, it'll definitely be one to stay on top of. Thank you so much for listening in. If you like what you heard, please tell people about the podcast. And if you have any requests, you can send them through to hello at thesquiz.com.au. And in the meantime, there are plenty more episodes for you to have a listen to. So get onto that. Until next time. Watson, co-host of News Club and The Weekly Wrap, jumping in here to say thank you for listening to our podcasts first and foremost. And if you like them, we'd really appreciate it if you could share them. Tell your mates about us. Tell your family. Tell your barista. Tell your hairdresser. Whoever you think might be interested in the news that we cover. You telling people about us is still the number one way we grow. Thanks in advance.